it's Keith. It's um, definitely the autumn now of 2021. And I've just gotten back from a really great trip. I was traveling through the Iberian Peninsula from Lisbon and the Algarve region of Portugal into Madrid, Spain, and the Balearic Islands of Mallorca and Ibiza. And it was just a really phenomenal month of October. It was surrounding the occasion of a really special wedding of one of my dearest friends, Raj, and his awesome now wife, Caitlin. And we just had this great crew. We had uh, uh, basically a uni reunion for, for like all my Berkeley people. And it was just great to reconnect with everybody and to connect with new friends. And I surrounded that specific wedding event with like more travel since I was in the area and I wanted to escape what was becoming a rather dreary Berlin situation. So I was in Lisbon with two dear friends as well who used to live here in Berlin, Leticia and Philippe, and took that occasion to explore more of that countryside since I hadn't been outside of Lisbon really before. And I wanted to get to know Madrid better because I'd been there but haven't fully connected with that city. It's kind of a tricky one for me, as gorgeous as its architecture is. Something about... Uh, Madrid doesn't quite click with me the way it does with other European capital cities Um, but it's still a really cool place and yeah island life it's not exactly island life the Balearic Islands island life is more like um, well let's say something more tropical but god these places are beautiful we were not exactly in the center of typical German or British tourism Uh, We found our own spots that felt a little more quaint and also uh, opulent. Um, And it was just fantastic. It was really inspiring creatively. I took tons of photographs and some video, and I'm processing all that now. I haven't been podcasting because I've been in this kind of other creative spirit. I do judge myself a bit for not podcasting through it. I do wish that I had that kind of just on not quite autopilot, but that I just had everything organized so that I could just, you know, do a podcast from anywhere and publish it and be in that headspace and sort out all the details. But that still is a really big difficulty in my life. And I'm going to talk about that today. I want to talk in general about organization and flow workflow, life flow, really. And I do think adulting is mastering this kind of stuff. You know, being an adult obviously involves so much bullshit that very few of us probably enjoy. You know, all the bureaucracy of life, all the paperwork, all the admin. There's just so much of it. And I really believe that travel is a microcosm of life I find it to be so exciting and such a fun challenge to to nail it, to really get things right on a trip because it's like if you can do that for a trip, maybe you can uh, augment that, spread that outward into life in general, you know. 
But it's a trick because there's some amount of danger to obsessing about this stuff. And I am obsessive, compulsive. Uh, I was telling this to my psychiatrist here in Berlin and she's like, yeah, that's your ADHD. I was describing how like when I sit down to work, if I have a task at hand, like let's say editing photos or less editing photos because I really do get into a flow state with that one. Um, especially on medication. But if I have to like deal with this energy bill, you know, or deal with subletting my flat or something like that, I'll sit down and I can curate my space. My desk space is pretty minimalist, as is my entire living space and working space. Um, I can clear off my desktop. I can focus on the whatever screen is in front of me. But thoughts can creep in, you know, like there are things nagging in the back of my head, like I think I need a new pillow. Um, And then I'll just like go into a rabbit hole of pillow searching, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, should it be 40 by 80 centimeters or 40 by 60, you know, should I have two? Should I replace both of them? Is one okay? Should the pillowcases be white or dark blue? Um, do I want like pure cotton or down feathers rather, or is synthetic okay in some cases, like all this stuff, right? And it really takes me out of what I'm doing, but I feel okay about it because it's basically multitasking, you know, like it's juggling, like let's say the pillow thing does need to be solved. Well, why not use that time that you feel inspired to solve it? It's also called procrastination. You're not doing the most urgent thing, which is dealing with that sublet or dealing with that energy bill, right? So in the moment, like I'm decompressing from this trip. I wanted to do a podcast straight away when I arrived home. I didn't do it. It's been a week now. I felt like somehow still too jilted and frantic and just needing to take a breath. And I was so excited to like get all my photographs organized, you know, like this is another place where I just really nerd out, you know, like I have three cameras, one being my iPhone, one being the Fujifilm X100V and one being a Leica C-Lux super zoom for like, you know, travel zoom stuff. And I, you know, while traveling, I do at least have that part kind of on, uh, what's that word I used before when I wish I could podcast traveling, um, autopilot, like when I can just take out a card, an SD card from a camera, plug it in, you know, dump all those photos onto a hard drive. Like I can do all that, but then I still need to go through and like delete half of them that are bad star the ones that I love, double star the ones that I want to share soon, you know, and then edit through them. Like I edit all my pictures that I share basically. I mean, not all stories on Instagram, but I was not even really posting stories on my trip, which certain friends were disappointed by because I was having this like such an excellent time, this awe-inspiring kind of time out there. And I wasn't really even sharing it. I didn't make any Instagram posts. I still probably won't post from Ibiza or Portugal for a while like I just I don't know I don't have that workflow down pat and it it nags at me it bothers me and I want to talk it out here with you I'm going to start with some 
gear talk because I do think that gear matters. I think that tools really matter for things, you know. Um, tools matter. Tools are really important. And I do think that technology in general is a word we can use here. You know, technology improves our lives. We think of tech as being this like space age microchip kind of stuff, but you know, the wheel was technology, you know, like, um, nylon is a technology. These things that are developed that are some sort of like scientific breakthrough in how we live our lives. And I do feel a wall in my life because I've, I've hobbled myself with limited technologies. An easy example of that is like the iPhone, you know, like I definitely have an iPhone and I'm, you know, I'm proud of it, quite frankly. I'm not a fanboy per se, but I'm in the Apple ecosystem, very much so. And I love Apple's overarching philosophy on on being a business, on solving life problems through technology and doing it in a very inspiring designed way you know this this minimalist industrial design aesthetic really appeals to me deeply (laughs) and i love it you know and so i'm like when new iphones come out i'm i watch tech youtubers i watch like all these videos about it um so i i'm a tech enthusiast essentially because i do think it it's important in my workflow and in just daily life you know like from for instance from this big trip Raj set up a shared photo album through Apple Photos and people can upload their photos. But I find all these little bugs to it, you know, like, is it compressing the file? Is it, um, you know, taking down the quality a little bit when you do that and you put it into the cloud so that Apple can maximize the storage space? Um, It just like throws it all in order chronologically of when it's uploaded. You know, there's no option to sort it by date created, which would be amazing. There's no option to sort it by creator to see who added what. It's really annoying to me when I look at Apple Photos as a platform, as an application, and I can't organize it the way I want. I get really disturbed by that. So even with my own photos, which are sorted chronologically as I take them, and they're all mine, I export all of them into my uh, finder window and I then open Adobe Bridge where I have way more tools to flexibly organize and edit them as I like. I want to know which camera shot which. I want to even know which lens, which um, focal length each image was shot at because I'm a nerd like that. It's interesting to me. It's not interesting to most people, but at least I want the metadata of where it was taken and when. I really, really care about that. And I think my life project is essentially documenting my where and when. And I know that sounds a bit egocentric, maybe even narcissistic. I could admit to some egocentrism. I don't qualify for narcissistic behavior, I'm happy to say. It's not all about me, but my work is a story, you know, about my life. Like, I am playing a character in my life, and I like, uh, I'm comfortable with that. I like being that character, and I feel like I'm just sort of, 
failing is a <laughs> failing is a harsh word, but I'm not fulfilling my p- full potential as this character. I'm not an influencer. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm not in front of the camera. I'm not explaining my life to you all the time. And maybe I could be, you know, I'm still kind of aiming to start this YouTube channel, for instance, with all these photos that I'm taking and make slideshows and narrate that. And I think that's what I'm going to be moving into. But I just am waiting for the right starting point because like right now, I took so many of these photos and I made a blog post, which you can check out on my website, keithtelfayan.com, Flinner Life. And I have my travel journal there. Um, And I just, I singled out this one special day that we had at sea in Ibiza on a boat. And it was just a gorgeous day. And it was just so... It was so inspiring visually and the mood was just right with everybody and it was just everything was clicking it was so cool and i spent a lot of time on that blog post and it's just a blog post you know just a website address um i've shared it with my crew uh from abisa which is satisfying but i want to get it more out there and that's like another blockade that i have but That's not what I'm going to focus on here with workflow. I'm going to talk just about the creative process specifically. Right, I've gone on this other tangent. I wanted to be talking about the iPhone because I do want to vent a little bit about my personal iPhone journey right now. I have the 11 Pro, so that's two years old. It's good. I think that is where Apple really turned a corner with camera technology. It's when they added the the ultra-wide angle lens. It's the three-camera setup. And I'm a supporter of that. Um, The phone is nice. It feels good in my hand. I like the size. I like the round edges, actually. But it is outdated. Um, I did have some battery issues on this trip, you know, which I wasn't expecting because when I had this phone originally, the battery life blew me away. But uh, lithium-ion batteries do decay over time. And at two years, it does make sense to upgrade a phone. And obviously, money is an issue. But also on top of money, there's this issue of like consumer guilt, like upgrading every year, like constant consumerism, just buying the new shiny thing, right? Like I don't like to buy into that, but I am a consumer. You are too. Like, let's admit that and let's be savvy consumers. So the question to me was like, do I upgrade now? Can I justify upgrading to the 13 Pro? And I am saying Pro because... Of course, I'm going to get the best camera I can with the best screen because this is my work, making imagery and producing content. And I was like holding back because I am hoping that the iPhone 14 gets rid of the notch, flattens out the back without the camera bump. Um, I'm looking forward to obviously uh, ever-evolving tech And I hesitated on the 13 because I just felt like the 11 is good. I can wait till the 14, I think. So I didn't pre-order the iPhone 13 Pro. And then I just like thought about it for a while. My buddy Michael here in Germany was like really excited about it because he can really like afford to upgrade now at will. And it is exciting to get a new thing like that, you know. We went to the Apple store, we held them, and somehow we weren't blown away by the feel of these phones of course, the camera, like, it, it was impressive, but, like, in the store, I couldn't fully appreciate how much better these pictures were exactly. 
it was a little bit of a, it was an unideal testing situation. So I walked out of the store post-release date. This was back in September, right? And I just oscillated back and forth. Like, do I want to spend this money on this new iPhone now? And then I just decided finally, like, Keith, you are a content creator. You make images. You need a phone in your life all the time. You are obsessed with mapping. You are constantly organizing travel and things on your phone. Of course, you should like have the best phone you can, you know? And I don't know why it hadn't clicked with me before that. Like, I just have this guilt, I guess, like this this like holding back. I mean, yes, finances are an issue, but I can finance it. I have an Apple card. I can pay in installments. Like the money shouldn't be the deal breaker here. It should really be what do you need? And I do need it. Now, of course, I don't need it. I never got it. And I'm gonna explain why. But I shot this entire trip with my iPhone 11 Pro. And I obviously do have real cameras, dedicated cameras. So it's like, it wasn't that... I failed to capture this trip properly. But of course, I'm imagining how much better I could have captured it, you know? And I try and prepare myself for that. Like I brought a gimbal with me so I could take smooth video. I didn't use the gimbal once. Like that is a fail. That was like putting my resources in the wrong place because I thought that shooting on a gimbal would improve my work. But quite frankly more light entering an aperture improves my work. You know what I mean? Like the new iPhone 13 Pro lets in like over 50% more lights than the 12, which already let in more than the 11. So like light gathering capability on a sensor is like the number one benefit of a quality lens and camera system. Uh, especially with the wide angle, which is trash on the iPhone 11. It's more of a gimmick. I barely ever use it. And when I do, I just accept that it's going to look muddy and noisy and bad, especially in low light specifically. And I shoot a lot in low light. I love twilight. I love dusk. I love sunsets and I love nightlife. And nightlife is especially when I don't want to use my dedicated cameras. I don't want to carry around, even though I've made sure to have <clears throat> very compact, you know, portable camera systems. There's nothing more convenient than the phone, period. And I just, I'm a full believer in being an iPhone photographer. I was doing that for years prematurely. I shouldn't have even been doing it. Um, so many of my trips I documented from 2000. 15 to 18 just with an iphone and that was like the iphone like six and seven you know and those pictures are not as good as they should be and i feel bad that i went to places like russia and uh new zealand with a fucking iphone six you know and it just had then finally occurred to me like keith you have to like compromise here and there like you've made um this flinder experience of just being there with the most convenient tool possible, the the utmost priority. And I realized that that was a mistake and that because I was going to such special places, having these kind of um, experiences that were so valuable that it made sense to invest in a proper camera and to have that camera with me, you know, even if it means carrying a bag. Like I get very obsessed with everyday carry, you know, this idea of like, um, 
What do you need when you leave the house? I resent having a house key. I don't want to carry around a key. I could lose a key. Let me lock my door with my fingerprint or a code. You know what I mean? And in my Berlin apartment, I want to do that, but I'm, I don't have the authority to do that necessarily. But in my LA house, I do do that because I can, but then I still need a car key in LA, which is annoying. So I love when technology solves those problems. People don't want things in their pockets. So delete them. Make, a, make society cashless so that you only carry this one thing, a phone, that does everything. And people say, oh, yeah, but if you lose that, then you lose everything. Well, yeah, but that's always the case, you know, like <laughs> it's a silly argument. It's easier to lose coins and keys that are also in your pocket as well as your phone. So anyways, you could have backup systems. Like I think about all that stuff, like hide a key somewhere, have backup systems for all this. Point being like everyday carry is this concept of like, what do you need and how do you carry it around? Um, it's a point of pride, you know, like there's a subreddit for it. Some people carry knives and guns, like that's not my scene, but my camera, my phone, I don't want a wallet. I like that wallets can fit onto a phone, but I don't want to have a, like, um, a page, like a book on top of my screen that I open to see my phone. Cause I look at it too much. So like, I think through all these little details, you know, and so of course, like, I obs- as this obsessive compulsive compulsive ADHD neurodiverse person like these this is how I'm thinking about it and I finally decided like of course Keith get the phone then I can you know give my old phone to Sasha who desperately needs to update her iPhone 7 and she was also on this trip in our friend group documenting and it was just like this complex situation where I suddenly realized I should have this phone and the trip was approaching and so I'm living in Europe and (laughs) there's a few things here I gotta explain prices are more expensive in Europe so the iPhone uh given the trend the um, exchange rate it's more expensive uh than if you buy a phone in the states so as a tech person that buys technologies I try to make my purchases in the USA and not in Europe unless it's like used and I'm getting deals or something like that there are like caveats to that there is VAT that you can declare value-added taxes if you don't live there but since I do have like a permanent residence status or a residence visa anyway here I don't think I can qualify for that tax in the states also varies between states all these things are variables that like when I'm sitting down and thinking this through like all this is I'm thinking about all this stuff but basically, I decided um, I want this phone, and American friends are going to come to Europe and visit me. So I'm going to ask one of them to bring it to me. I'm going to order it online and ha- set it for pickup in New York or LA or Seattle. And Ryan was coming from Seattle first to Portugal, so I was asking him to do that, and he said he would. And I was looking at the site, and there was nothing available like it sold out fast and i thought okay that's just the opening sales it'll come back and i found one and i wasn't sure the color i was committing to you know i get very specific with this stuff you know i decided i want 256 storage i don't want less at all because that limits your capabilities with video recording for instance and it's just too too small um i use about 200 or so right now on my iphone 11 and that's with a two terabyte storage plan in the cloud as well um 
I don't need 500 and whatever gigabytes of storage. So I always like committed on this spec for this cost. Um, and the color I was like flexible on. And I saw this one that was um, the new blue. And I didn't know if I wanted the blue or if I wanted to just go with their gray. And I hesitated on this day of talking to Ryan and him agreeing. I hesitated. And that was a regret of mine. I really regret hesitating because I never found another option in the weeks leading up to this trip from mid-September to early October. And I blew it. Nothing showed up in Seattle. So then I was asking my buddy Rob in Portland because he was going to come latest. So I thought, okay, he'll meet me in Mallorca. I will order the phone in Portland. I'll have him pick it up. And it didn't happen. It got very, very close. There was one that showed up for one moment. I was on the website in Lisbon. I realized that it was out in a suburb of Portland available and that Rob could go get it. And they ask you to fill out all this stuff and they ask you to choose a a pickup time in 15 minute slots. And I didn't know Rob's schedule. So I had to like text him like, hey man, when are you specifically available? Give me an exact slot. And he waited just like a few minutes like you normally would with texts unless you're like camping on your phone. But it was afternoon for me in Europe, but for him he was waking up and that's why the store was opening. And that's why I had this website in front of me, this web page showing me the availability. And within the three minutes or so that he uh, took while make, getting ready for his day to respond, like any time morning, I guess, it was gone. And I missed that chance. And that meant that I just didn't get the iPhone 13 Pro for the trip. And it drives me crazy. And I know it's not the most attractive quality to harp on this and to regret this. And it's not the biggest deal, right? I mean, come on, Keith, you still have this 11 Pro and your actual cameras. But it just really bothered me that I couldn't quite nail that in life on this trip. You know, like I couldn't sort it. And I just love sorting things out when they can be done. So anyways, that was a fail. And it just meant that Sasha shot on her crummy iPhone 7. And, you know, our group compiled a lot of images some of us have iphone 13 pros some of us have pixels and all this stuff and that's cool but like i just take so much pride in my photography on these events and in the in life shooting things my way that it hurts me that i'm not using the best tools available you know i'm not just a vanity consumer spending money willy-nilly i'm like trying to invest in the right tools for my workflow and yeah that just really that just really hurt (laughs) it's like hardly the most important story of my trip but in this conversation about flow and and being equipped properly and being organized well it's very relevant to me that this couldn't go smoothly so furthermore let's see packing i take packing really seriously um I packed this gimbal needlessly. The gimbal is bigger than my microphone. I should have packed my microphone. I could have made a podcast on this trip. I had, you know, an hour downtime here or there throughout these three weeks. And I could have done that, but I didn't bring my microphone. And that was a mistake. Like, I do really prioritize carry-on only. I have one duffel bag that I carry on. And I'm very... (laughs) 
I'm very expert at packing minimally. Um, so I, it's something I really care about. And now that the trip is over, I'm like reviewing how I packed, what bag I have. Maybe I should have a roller bag because a lot of travel is walking through an airport or walking, you know, through a city, uh, probably not with your bag. There's a lot of different ways to think about that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that a duffel bag serves me well because I'm able-bodied to carry it. It's not so heavy. It's 10 kilograms. And it fits what I need it to fit. But is it the most practical? I wonder. Like, I should probably have a roller bag. But I, I'm always skeptical of, like, what will fit onto a Ryanair flight or an EasyJet flight. You know, I'm very strict with myself that I'm not going to pay extra for luggage and stuff like that. There will be a time and place to do that, you know, like with a big move. But um, I'm, I've sorted my life out enough where I don't need to carry on. Carry on sorry, I don't need to... <laughs> I don't need so much luggage for any trip I take, really. But I do need what I need. And I want to master packing and carrying around those things. So like now, um, now that the pillow <laughs> uh, side quest was completed before I left, um, I'm looking at like dop kits or toiletry bags because it's really important to me to have like things organized and everything in its right place. That's a very big theme for me. And it's also one of my favorite songs of all time by Radiohead from Kid A. And it was a life-changing moment when I first heard it. I've hallucinated to this song a lot. And it's just such a significant song for me and concept to have everything in its right place. And when you travel, it's very hard to keep your mind straight, your head, you know, kept on your shoulders straight. And a lot of that does come down to like how things are carried around and packed and unpacked. And there are all these annoyances, there are all these little rules and regulations in the world that make things harder. For instance, liquids carried onto airplanes and this law about them being a certain size, which is no problem for me because I have small things for everything I don't want to carry on. I don't want to ever buy big bottles of anything, frankly. So that's fine. But then they have to be like in a see-through bag, you know, and I think it's really silly to like put something in a Ziploc bag and then unpack it and then put it back into your actual, um, you know, washroom bag. So I just make sure to have a see-through transparent washroom bag, but mine is like just a little too small. It's like 17, 18 centimeters wide or lengthwise rather. And my toothbrush, which is a great minimalist, all black matte, matte black toothbrush is like, 19 centimeters long and that's really frustrating that it like just barely hangs out so like i want to find the right washroom bag it has to be see-through so i don't have to unpack it when i put it through security uh, and it has to fit what it has to fit and then that's the question of like what does it have to fit and so i go through all my things you know and i'm like looking online for this bag that i have now designed in my head and I can't find it. It doesn't exist. And it just makes me wish that I could design it. Like a, a washroom bag should have like a little slot for the toothbrush because the toothbrush is the most awkward thing within a compartment 
shared with your deodorant and your shampoo and your bar of soap and all these things, you know, like it's shaped totally differently. It's the thing that you need most of all, you know, like if anything, brush your teeth, you know what I mean? So make a little slot that you can like a sheath that like you slide that toothbrush into, you know what I mean? Like that's just so clear to me that it should be there. Like a lot of bags do have like that, that side zipper, but to combine that side zipper with a transparent bag is near impossible. I did find one, but it's only on the Amazon.com US store and not on the Amazon DE store. And now I'm in this predicament of like, do I pay the 10 or 15 euro extra shipping to get that before my next trip? Or do I just wait to buy that in the States? You know, like this is like the level of OCD that I have on this kind of topic. And that's just for like a, a $10 bag. You know what I mean? Just to sort out my packing so that washroom stuff is in one place. I don't want to divide those into two different things. I don't want a dedicated bag just for my trimmer and just for my toothbrush. You know, like hygiene can be broken down also into all these little things. But like if it's all general washroom, make it one thing. So I'm flexible there, you know, like I'm open to various solutions. But this is what people, this is what industrial design is like I don't know why designers aren't doing these things like I go online and I just see junk you know rebranded Chinese manufactured boring basic looking stuff you know tubes that are all in like these fluorescent colors just give me clear tubes you know what I mean make the tube no taller than the bag like there's no um it's that it's that old that old thing about how hot dogs are sold in six packs and buns are sold in eight packs. Like who the hell thought this up, you know? And that really frustrates me. That really, really fucking frustrates me. But it's a small thing, right? That's small potatoes compared to something like my actual workflow. And so that'll bring me to this maybe final topic of a new computer. And just like the phone, um, but even more important, frankly, like my phone can record images enough it does uh fritz it does like um fail sometimes i go to open the camera and it just shows me a black screen and that is infuriating beyond belief sometimes i like switch to video from photo and it just like freezes so that's a glitch in my phone that is a huge problem um that shouldn't happen to somebody like me who is like you know, taking care to capture important moments. Like that is just an absolute fail from a professional standpoint. And my work is not always professional. It's quasi professional. It's quasi uh, financially dependent often, but nonetheless, like I am a travel and street photographer. So I should always be able to capture that moment. And if the phone fails, that's a bad product. The computer even more so if my computer freezes in the middle of a project, like while I'm recording this podcast, if I run out of disk space on my hard drive, my solid state drive rather, um, because I just opted for the 500 gigabyte instead of the one terabyte or two terabyte storage option, if I need to get a new um, external drive that relies on this kind of flimsy USB connection, that did break on me on this trip, you know, like there's all these, there are all these details. And so new MacBooks have come out this month, which is excellent news. 
And of course, I've been like watching ad nauseum all these tech reviews, which are all the same. I want to know certain things. Like I'm, I'm loving that they added the SD card port back in because as a photographer, obviously I need that. And I'm tired of this dongle t that takes up room in my bag or on my desk. Um, same with this HDMI port because I do have an external monitor here. And I just need more ports. I don't like that the, you know, I'm, I'm using right now a MacBook Air M1 chip from last year as a stopgap because my old 2014 model did die on me. Um, that's a whole other story. But basically, like, I need, I need, I, I need what I need, but it's hard to know what I need. So I'm watching these reviews, like comparing uh, GPU cores, comparing RAM speed on these tests. Like I'm going to get 32 gigabytes of RAM for sure. Cause like as this person, like this is what this label of ADHD is good for. I have 50 tabs open between Chrome and Safari right now. I have GarageBand running to record this. Yes, I use that program. I have Photoshop, Lightroom, and Bridge. All these Adobe products open at once on my computer. I have a VPN running. I have a DeepL translation app open. I have my calendar open. I have WhatsApp and Signal and iMessages open. I have my Photos app open. I have all these things going all the time because that's how I live. Like I cannot focus on one thing at a time. Like I, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Um, so I need a tool to keep up with that stuff so that, um, when I hit the space bar, something plays straight away. You know what I mean? So that when I'm, uh, editing in Lightroom and I open it in Photoshop, I don't get a message saying that I'm out of disk space and that my RAM is all used up and how to free up storage. Like this is not acceptable, right? So like I'm shopping and I'm trying to be as savvy of a shopper as possible and figure out what I need. Uh, do I need a larger screen or do I prioritize portability? That's a big question. I, port I, prior I prioritize portability because I carry around my laptop all the time. I go to coffee shops. I want to feel light and breezy as much as possible with my everyday carry. I want to, frankly, design a tote bag for myself that has an external pocket for my camera, maybe another uh, internal pocket on the top for my phone, a pocket for my glasses that don't get smashed at the bottom of the bag. Like, why has no one designed the perfect tote bag? for a guy like me. I need to do that. I don't know how to sew. That's my major impediment. I don't know how to like sew together these thick pieces of canvas or leather. But like this is a huge project that I need to do because it's like it eats away at me when things aren't quite right and I end up buying five tote bags because none of them quite do everything I need it to do. You know, I want to sew a big pocket into the back of my autumn jacket so that I can carry my laptop around in my in my jacket and I my hands are free and the weight is distributed on my back as if it was a backpack but it's not a backpack because backpacks are usually ugly they add way too much bulk they don't make you feel free at all you can't just go spontaneously into the night when you're wearing a backpack but with a coat you can and you can just take off the coat and just as you would hang that up now there's a laptop in it or an iPad that should exist and it should exist in my style not just for like 
you know, blazers, you know, people like go going to offices, like there is an iPad um, pocket in uh, like sewn into a blazer that I've seen or into like an outdoor enthusiast adventurer kind of coat, like a REI or Patagonia kind of thing. Like why do those styles get it? And my like, you know, urban minimalist chic kind of look doesn't have it, you know? So this is the level I'm thinking about all these things. And with this MacBook Pro, I'm really excited that I can get the 14 inch and it's more screen real estate because the bezels are smaller. That's excellent. I'm glad that they've added the ports that I can charge without sacrificing external space. But I wonder, should I have the two terabyte or four terabyte? Because I have so much material (laughs) to sift through. Like I do have all these external drives that I like, the uh, SanDisk SSDs. And I have like, this is the 2019 drive with like my Southern Africa trip on it. This is my 2020 drive with like this US road trip on it. Like I can do that, but then I don't know on which day I'm editing through what. And if I get into YouTube video making again, maybe I want to pull something from all of those, you know, and then it becomes very inconvenient to plug in all of them at once. For instance, I can do it sitting down here, but If I'm traveling on a plane and I want to get some work done, I can't do that at all. So, yeah, it's like minimalism versus max output, I guess, is a theme here. And technology can solve this stuff. You know, that's what technology does. It just takes clever design to do it. And as this kind of savvy consumer... I'm really frustrated by the by the paucity, by the lack of uh, options out there that can solve my life's problems. I think most of you are probably thinking like, get over it, like whatever, you know, just get whatever bag, the bag doesn't matter. <sighs> but it does. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's healthy or right to identify with things but I do and it's what makes me the artist that I am I identify with birds birds are things you know I identify with a bird with its wings out just so not a moment sooner or a moment later and I'll take a burst photo a burst of photos of a bird because nine of 10 of them aren't quite right, but that one wing flap is right. And I identify with it, you know, like if you can identify with ideas, things are just physical ideas. And I think it's important to identify with them. And that's what fashion is, I guess. That kind of stuff matters. And to say that it doesn't just means that, I don't know, I guess your life is simpler because you've you've carved away that entire aspect of living and you don't notice those things visually. But um, I do feel a little like tormented by this precise, uh, this precise perception, let's say that I have that feels like a silly <laughs> um, humble brag or something. I don't mean it like that. I just I, I, I'm just thinking that I have the brain as troubled and particular as it is with this set of eyes and this set of tastes and interests 
And I want to equip this body of mine that houses my brain as properly and well as I can. And that's what good living is. You know, I don't know if it's what wellness is. That's a whole other thing. But to feel well and to feel satisfied and complete and full, I need certain things. And yeah, this trip was excellent. Um, I'm not going to go into all the details there uh, for the purpose of this episode, but I want to just emphasize again that as good as it was, there were these issues nagging in the back of my mind that, of course, I can medicate (laughs) with the proper uh, chemistry. Drinking is especially good for it, for instance, but yeah, I would be happier. I know I would be measurably happier and more content and satisfied with life if I was using the exact tools that fit my life flow. And if my workflow was properly equipped, I would be making more. I would be doing more. I would be podcasting more. I would be Instagramming more, you know, like Instagram is a really frustrating app because like I take so many photos. I should be the kind of guy who you see in your timeline multiple times a day because I just have so much damn content. Like I am a prolific photographer. I shoot so many photos every day and my blog should show that, you know, it's trying to, um, but Instagram doesn't make it easy because of its UI, you know, like I want to plan out my next posts. I need a third party app to do that. The third party app I use plan with two ends isn't ideal because you can't quite, uh, upload smoothly and seamlessly. You, you like, it's all a hassle to favorite the edit the edited photos you have to put them back in your photo library, to bring those into the third party app and then to, um, review that third-party app for your next Instagram post. All this stuff is a workload, and I haven't mastered that. And I guess that's my failing, because obviously a lot of people have mastered that. They probably don't have the same hiccups and deficiencies that I have. They don't overthink things, perhaps. They don't uh, um, overburden their minds with other projects, perhaps. But be it as it may, I'm aiming to do this stuff. And I guess I'm just tired of technology hobbling me. I want technology to always work for me. And I guess this is just a a defiant statement against consumer guilt and, uh, you know, indecision, like make a decision and order it. And sort out the details of whether you're paying in dollars or euros and where you're shipping it to and you know the exact gpu cores like sort those out and don't spend too much time thinking about them keith (laughs) i'm telling this to myself i don't know how long i need to have this apple uh web page staring at me like customizing your 14 inch macbook pro spacebook gray okay i'm gonna do it i just uh i want to watch enough tech reviews to tell me if the fan speed is too loud at a certain gpu core level you know like that matters i'm not gonna 
I'm going to be very upset if the fan speed is so annoyingly loud that I wish I had the 16 inch model or a, uh, you know, a less powerful model, but like how less powerful equals a disrupted workflow. That is the question, you know, is 24 cores, the right, right, sweet spot of productivity and quietness. Or if I go down to the 16 core, how much slower is it really? How many milliseconds longer does it take to play when you hit spacebar? You know what I mean? Those are the measurements I want to hear from tech reviewers. And uh, it's very hard to get that information. It's very, very hard. It's very hard to know what a house feels like, like until you slept in it, you know? <sighs> All right. I think I've said enough there. You've had an insight into my brain, I think. Um... I am happy to now have recorded this. I did record a series of episodes before this one trying to unpack where my mind has been lately and what I've been thinking about. And I knew I didn't want to do a political one because my mind hasn't really been on politics, which has been nice. It's been like a hashtag good vibes only kind of month. But um, that will come back, rest assured. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's leave this under 50 minutes. Um, thanks for your time, everybody. Find me on patreon.com slash key thinking. Uh, find me on the web in general at keithtelfan.com. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Ciao.